G'day everyone, I'm your host Stephen and welcome to the Bamboo History Podcast. For those who are new to my podcast, welcome. I'm a Chinese-Australian guy that loves Chinese history and decided to make a podcast out of it. This podcast will focus on Chinese history, but my plan is to also feature episodes of history from neighbouring countries too in the future. If what I just said is up your alley, please subscribe to my podcast and also follow my Instagram too, at Bamboo History Podcast, where you can find additional historical facts and content too small to fit into a podcast. To all my existing listeners, thank you again for tuning in and being with me on this journey. Now, let's get keen everyone, because today's episode will feature food. That's right, we're going to explore the history of the famous Chinese hot pot. Hot pot is delicious, hot pot brings people together, hot pot keeps us warm, and hot pot has also a very interesting backstory and history behind it. So, without further ado, let's get straight into it. Hot pot, or in Chinese, huo guo, is a common dish that Chinese and non-Chinese people eat all around the world. If you're not familiar with hot pot, the way you eat it is that there is a large pot in the middle with boiling soup broth, and then you put raw ingredients into the pot to cook and eat. There are also Korean and Japanese variations of hot pot as well. Hot pot is so good because there's so many food items you can make to put in hot pot, whether it be meats, fish balls, beef balls, noodles, vegetables, pig blood, mushrooms, basically anything edible you can think of can go into a hot pot. Oh man, talking about it really makes me want to eat it. So yeah, because of this, I thought it'd be too good to not even talk about the origins of hot pot and the history behind it in my podcast. So in order to explore the history of hot pot, we're going to have to start our story way back in time. Back to the Neolithic era, in fact, which is around 10,000 years ago. Up until then, Chinese people, and other people in fact in general, were only eating roasted foods by simply putting their meat or their veggies on top of a fire and roasting it. Roasted food is tasty, don't get me wrong. I mean, just think of eating roasted marshmallows and roasted chicken every single day. But after tens of thousands of years of eating the same thing over and over again, I would reckon they were getting sick and tired of it. So, during the Neolithic era, they finally had had enough and invented pots, which means, yay! That means they were able to put food and water into the pot and boil food to eat. Finally, no more roast food and let the party of boiled food begin. Mmm, delicious. This was the earliest form of hot pot cooking, because they were eating from a pot, literally. Even though it was probably very different from the hot pot we eat nowadays. Over the years, cooking became more and more advanced, and between the 3rd and 6th century, more and more different pots emerged including a pot that had a divider in the middle that separated the pot into two halves. Hang on, that's exactly like the half-and-half Yuanyang hot pot that you can have in hot pot restaurants nowadays. That is so cool! But, amongst the sea of pots being developed for cooking, none of these pots actually gave us concrete evidence that the Chinese people were actually using these pots to eat like the way we eat hot pot as it is known today. 
we will need to fast forward a few hundred more years to understand how the hotpot we know of today came about. The first real mention of hotpot as we know it today occurred during the Song Dynasty in the 12th century. A description of a rabbit meat hotpot was recorded in a cookbook called Shan Jia Qing Gong, written by a man named Ling Hong, spelt L-I-N-H-O-N-G. The story goes that Lin was trekking up the Wu Yi Mountains in southeast China to visit a Taoist priest. Whilst he was trekking, he became really hungry, and because he forgot to pack muesli bars and spam, he hunted down a rabbit to eat. But then he realised he forgot to bring his gas stove and pot with him, and so he couldn't eat the rabbit raw because he's not a savage. So how was he going to eat the rabbit? He had this dead rabbit with him, but didn't know what to do with it, and he was absolutely starving. If this was Bear Grylls, then we probably would have never witnessed the invention of Hot Pot, because he would have eaten the rabbit straight away, and would have been like, mmm, raw, full of maggots, but uh, lots of good protein and vitamins, that's what Bear Grylls would have said. Instead, Lin Hong found the Taoist priest, and told him how hungry he was. The priest also saw how hungry Lin was, so the priest decided to prepare Lin Hong's rabbit by using the following special recipe. The special recipe was as follows. First, the priest cut the rabbit meat into small thin pieces. Then, he put the thin slices of rabbit meat into a marinade. Then, the priest prepared a boiling pot of soup and he told Lin to use his chopsticks to take the pieces of raw marinated rabbit meat and stick it directly into the boiling pot of soup to cook it. Then, when Lin finished cooking the meat in the pot of soup, the priest gave him some sauce for him to dip the meat in to eat. As soon as Lin Hong took a bite, it was like he had just tasted heaven. He was hit with the greasy juiciness of the rabbit meat. Then, it was followed by a tangy kick from the sauce dip. And then finally, it was rounded off with the warmness of the hot soup that had infused itself into the meat via osmosis. Lin's eyes turned white, seemingly taken into another world by the taste of the rabbit. And when he ate it, he was like, Oh, wow, this is so bloody good. Hearing the recipe that the Taoist priest gave above, is it me, or does this method of cooking really sound awfully similar to the modern hot pot? You know, where you cook the meat into a pot before dipping it into sauce? Sounds awfully familiar. After Lin returned home from his trip, he still kept thinking about that rabbit hot pot, and that life-changing culinary experience that he had went through. He was craving it badly. It's easy for us to satisfy a craving these days. If we crave KFC or McDonald's or a kebab, all we need to do is drive down to the nearest fast food joint or kebab store and we satisfy our cravings there and then. During the 12th century Song Dynasty, however, hot pot was barely heard of. And because there were no restaurants around the corner that would have hot pot on the menu, Lin had no way of accessing this delicacy. He also would have lacked the ingredients to make it himself. Hence, his craving must have been torturous for him. Then, five years later, something beautiful happened. 
Lin was invited to his friend's birthday banquet, which was a massive banquet with lots of people because his friend was rich as heck. When Lin Hong got there, he was greeted with a familiar aroma. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> Sniff. <laughs> Lin followed the smell, and when he arrived at the table, he saw something familiar. Something he had been thinking about for five years. Something that he would dream about when he was hungry. And something he was dying to try again. Yep, that's right. It was the rabbit hot pot he had been desperately craving. He sat down, tried the rabbit hot pot, and was so overwhelmed with emotion. Tears were coming out of his face. And he was like, he was like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, this is it. This, this hot pot, this is what I wanted. This is it. It kind of reminds me of the time I tried Peking duck for the first time in China when I was 10 years old. The duck was so good it melted in my mouth with the pancakes, cucumbers and plum sauce. And I remembered and craved that magical moment for many, many years. Lin Hong, however, went further than I did. He was so happy this time after he tried the rabbit hot pot for the second time that he wrote a poem about it. I'll read the poem out to you in Mandarin Chinese. Lang yong qing jiang xue, feng fan wan zhao xia, zui yi shan zhong wei, du wang gui ke lai. I'm not going to translate this poem because I hope through the tone and the emotions alone I conveyed to you, I was able to express to you the desire and love of hot pot that Lin Hong had through this poem. Lin Hong's story and record of the rabbit hot pot is one of the earliest references of hot pot eaten as a proper dish by the Han Chinese, dating back to the 12th century. However, hot pot is a dish that has many different variations. For example, mild hot pot, Sichuan hot pot, as well as the northern Chinese style hot pot. So, let's explain a couple of other origin stories of hot pot. Lin Hong was from the Song dynasty, but to the north of the Song dynasty was another country slash empire that was called the Liao dynasty, Liao spelt L-I-A-O. The Liao dynasty was ruled by an ethnic group called the Khitan, spelt K-H-I-T-A-N, and is pronounced Qi Dan in Chinese. The Khitans were closely related to the Mongolians, and their traditional way of life was a nomadic lifestyle, just like the Mongolians. In 1984, archaeologists uncovered a Liao dynasty tomb, and in that tomb was a mural. On that mural is three Kitan men sitting in front of a three-legged pot. Next to the main pot is a smaller pot, which has what looks to be ingredients for the main pot. One of the Kitan men looks to be fondling with the ingredients, whilst the other is stirring something in the main pot. This candid image of three Kitan blokes enjoying hot pot highlights that hot pot indeed existed and was consumed a thousand years ago. I also think it's cool that the person buried in this tomb had asked specifically for a painting of three mates eating a hot pot to be put in his tomb when he died. Talk about hot pot love right there. That's almost like if people like us died nowadays and we were like, I want a selfie of all my friends eating hot pot to be buried alongside me. 35mm film, iPhone image, 
TikTok video, I don't care. Just bury that evidence with me. Oh yeah, and if you wanted to know what this mural painting of these three Catan men eating hot pot looked like, I'll post an image on my Instagram so you can have a look. Looks really cool. The following Yuan and Ming dynasties also continued Chinese love for hot pot, but the popularity for hot pot really began to take off during China's last imperial dynasty, the Qing dynasty, which was a period of China between the 17th to the early 20th century. One of the Qing dynasty's greatest emperors, the Qianlong Emperor, spelt Q-I-A-N-L-O-N-G, led the way with the hot pot obsession because he ate hot pot literally all the time. It was recorded that during spring, he would have deer and duck hot pot with sour vegetable hot pot. During summer, he would have herbal duck hot pot with wild flavor hot pot. During autumn or fall, he would have bird nest and duck hot pot with garlic and chili. And during winter, he would have bird's nest, chicken and duck hot pot with stir-fried chicken and sour vegetable hot pot, with white walkers on the side. I'm just joking, there's no white walkers. Wow, that's a lot of hot pot. That's a lot of duck as well. Jeez. Poor ducks, probably quacking in fear. <laughs> when the Qianlong Emperor retired as emperor, his son, the new emperor, wanted to impress his father. So how did he do that? He hosted a hot pot banquet for his father, of course, and it was recorded that there were about 1,500 pots of hot pot being cooked and eaten during that banquet, which was held in the Forbidden City. Yeah, that's pretty hectic, bro. Since the emperor loved hot pot so much, it spread. First, the palace maids and eunuchs began eating hot pot. Then, it was the civilians that lived around the palace that started to eat hot pot too. And so on and so forth, it spread outwards, becoming a commonly had Chinese dish like it is today. The development of hot pot doesn't end there. As you know, there are many different variants of hot pot, so I would like to talk about the history of my personal favourite hot pot, the spicy Chongqing Chongqing hot pot, that is famous for its mala numbing spices and also for its scary-looking red chilli soup base. The Chongqing hot pot originated during the early 20th century in Chongqing, a city on the banks of the famous Yangtze River. Back in the day, people would butcher cattle on the banks of the river for beef, but would throw away the undesirable parts like the organs. The local labourers, who often were poor, didn't want to see these organs go to waste, so they would chop them up, mix it with dry chilli and the mala numbing spice peppercorns, and throw them all into a pot with soup to eat. This type of hot pot, known in Chinese as the Maodu hot pot, Maodu spelt M-A-O-D-U, evolved into the famous spicy Chongqing hot pot that we see today. Today, in China and all over the world, there are many places serving the spicy Chongqing hot pot as well as other variations such as the milder northern Chinese hot pot and the Cantonese Da Bian Lu hot pot or in Cantonese Da Bin Lo I hope I pronounced that correctly. I'm not Cantonese so apologies if that was wrong. So there you have it folks. 
That was a brief history on the origins of hot pot, a Chinese dish eaten and enjoyed by many people around the world. Like my other episodes, I usually end it with a takeaway. Well, the takeaway of this episode is, instead of dining in, why don't you eat takeaway hot pot instead? Yeah, okay, I think that was a bad joke. Anyway, haha. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to my podcast to help it grow, and don't forget to check out my Instagram at Bamboo History Podcast, where you can find additional content too small to fit into a podcast, as well as teasers and visual content for my podcast episodes. So that's all for today. I think I'll go have some hot pot. This episode has really given me the cravings. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a lovely day or night, and I'll see you all next time on the Bamboo History Podcast. Bye for now.